what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson with me, Brian Jackson, off to my right on the video screen or about to take up audio space on the audio version of the podcast and go, Brian. Take up. You mean, you mean you're going to turn yourself off and it's my turn is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Welcome. Welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV <laughs> podcast network. I am your host today and... Uh, Alan, yeah. who is the uh, the sweating individual over on the other side of the screen. <laughs> See, I'm so sweating. I'm sweating because I worked out. <coughs> you're sweating. Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're sweating because what? Because, yeah, so our air conditioning decided to go on the fritz this afternoon. I'll have to tell you, but this is Brothers in Tech. We're going to get into some tech talking a little bit, but I, I'm sorry. I just have to get this little story first. Um. So our air conditioning stopped working earlier today. I mean, it's still running, but it's not cooling anything. So our thermostat's going up, 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 and we're getting hotter. And it sounds like it's running fine, but nothing's happening. I go downstairs and look, and the unit on the inside's got ice and frozen Mm -hmm. over it. So I'm like, all right, we got a problem. So I got to call the AC place. Of course, my initial thought, though, when my wife came in the room and told me, hey, look, have you checked out the temperature or felt it's warm, right? My immediate thought was, I just installed a brand new thermostat like really like <laughs> five days ago. Yeah. And I did it with like running brand new thermostat wire and running it through the house. I'm like, did I screw something? Oh, crap. <laughs> that oh, was crap. my initial first thought. And she's like, I'm going to go and call the, the AC place. I'm like, well, no, no, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so let, me, let me just check some things first. And so I went down and Checked my wiring, make sure everything was still working, make sure the thermostat was still saying it was working right and all that. And then I said, okay, yes, I have opened up the panel. There's ice inside. There's a problem. I do not feel like it was my fault. But as a tech How person, confident I, are you feeling right now that it's not your fault? I'm not 100%. Well, I, I, <laughs> probably I certainly 80s. wouldn't be. <laughs> Just probably in the 80s or so. I mean, well, I'm mostly bad. confident it's not my fault. Because we had the exact same problem with the same unit last year this time. They came out, worked on it. They couldn't quite figure out what was causing the problem. They did some fixes here and there. And and they even said, look, this may happen again and just call us if it does. So I feel pretty confident it's not my fault. But Brian, has that ever happened to you where something in your house or something's not working right and your immediate thought is, is it this little thing I just installed or tweaked or tried to update or something like that, you know? Well, it it's not quite techy, but um, in our previous house, which you, you visit our previous house, right. um, during COVID, we got really bored and started doing all sorts of changes, right? As many people yeah. did. And we ended up creating a wood wall back in the back of our kitchen. And we're like, oh, let's just go buy a bunch of wood paneling and we'll kind of, mm-hmm. you know, nail it up. <laughs> well... So we did that, and then all of a sudden, electricity stopped in certain parts. And, yes. <laughs> of course, me, I'm thinking, 
oh crap, did I hit a wire? Yeah. Are there sparks back there? Am I getting ready to burn my house down? And yeah. um, so I evaded all responsibility for any of that when I called a friend. Um, Good job. We ended up tearing the tearing the uh, the wall up, and and luckily it was not me that did it. Uh, but yes, I thought for sure that um, my wife would be very upset with me, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and I would be very embarrassed for a long time. But I feel that way. Um, so luckily, it was not me. However, you're not in the clear yet, uh, is what you're saying. No, I'm technically not. Not until and, and already, already when I know these guys are going to show up, hopefully tomorrow to work on this. And when they get down there, they're going to see that I have Frankensteined this mass of wires together <laughs> to make this basically the way it was. When they installed the, the air conditioning system, uh, this is the house that we bought about three years ago. It's a very old house, did not have an air conditioning system. I think I've mentioned this on the show in years past, how we do not have a smart thermostat because we don't have any wiring going up to where the thermostat would be on our wall. And when the guys installed the air conditioning system, I asked them about it and they said, well, we weren't able to run wire to your thermostat to where a thermostat could be. So what we did is we have, I think Honeywell makes a, it's called an interface box that basically allows it to work wirelessly with a paired Honeywell mm. thermostat. Yep. And that's the only things that will work together. So it'll work wirelessly with the, the air conditioning system but it's not the kind of wireless that connects to the internet and I can control yep. it or do anything else yep. with it smart wise. So I was kind of upset about that. And I've kind of complained about it about every month for the last three months, three years about this. So finally I just decided, you know what? I can do this. I got 50 feet spool of uh, thermostat wire. I found a way to snake the cable up the, up into my uh, wall upstairs. And I disconnected that interface box and wired it to the thermostat cable and tested it out. And I'm like, this works. Like the lights came on. I got a new, uh, I got an actual new Honeywell smart thermostat that works with HomeKit and works with uh, others. And it works and it works great. And I turned it on and everything registers and working the AC. But that was about six days ago. So, of course, when mm. it goes out today, Yes, that is my initial thought is I screwed something up and there are probably wires frayed and burnt up on the floor down in the attic. Um, you know, so let me ask you, does your, does your thermostat register that something's wrong? Is it telling no. you, Hey, there's a, not a, there's a problem. No, no, it's just, if we have it set to like, you know, 73 degrees to cool and it's been hitting that and doing fine the last six days. But then today, we look at the thermostat, it's 76, then it's 77, then it's 78. And mm -hmm. even if we try to adjust it, it's not, fan is running, but there's no cool air coming out. So, yeah. 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 Um, only thing is letting me know, I don't have any kind of warnings turned on to let me know if it gets to a certain degree to let me know. I probably should have that on. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, so my question my is, when, when you take them downstairs, yeah. Are you going to claim right away that you did that? Or are you going to be like, oh my God, what happened there? Yeah. I mean, are it you... depends. It depends on yeah. what their first reaction is. If okay. they say something like, what, what happened? The hell here? Is that? <laughs> then I'm going to say, geez, I have no idea, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who installed this? Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Do you guys install this system? Like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> what did um, you do? <laughs> if we get down there and they say, 
oh, wow, look, you've got this wired up and it's, it, that's great. Then I'll take full responsibility. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'm going to kind of guide that my reaction based on their initial thing they say when they walk into my That's my probably a good move. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think have another thing that you're ready to talk about right? Um, yeah. so that you get time to process what they're saying and whether yep. or not you should jump in. And so what I did is I went ahead and looked up, um, you know, the Carolina Panthers had their first uh, preseason scrimmage okay, game. Good. I've learned the score of that game. So that way I can bring that up quickly. Like, Oh wow. Did you guys see the Panthers the other night, man? They really just did not look good. Did they? So I'm going to yep. go ahead and start that conversation before they good. get on to me about anything good. I did down in the basement. Yeah, no, I, deferred deferred accountability is something i'm really good at so oh, yeah. if yeah, yeah look we are brothers i think that's a trait we share i think we do a very good job about that so yeah it's always uh, why blame why blame yourself when you can blame somebody else that's when there's someone else there yeah somebody I mean, else nearby that can take responsibility that's right my, okay. my only question is why why you call the same place that knows that you know they installed that previously and that you would have done something why not call another place where you can totally blame someone else i mean yeah, you like, can really get well, this, clear this other company they installed this thing like, I don't I know what the hell they were doing <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> so, that's right what do you think what do you think of those wires and if they yeah. say like oh what the hell is that be like yeah exactly yeah, i know I if know, they think like it. that's genius be like well i had to well, had to do what i could do you know in there and take, yeah well it's only because these guys know about the problem with this ac system uh, so you're so hoping, I'm hoping that, they can help come in and take take responsibility because it's go. a problem that should have been fixed last year, and it's not. So and I'm going to remind them about that. This was, I called you about this exactly this time last year. Same exact mm. thing happened. So, okay, all right, Brian. Well, so, good, uh, good luck to you. Good luck to you. You. you know, and the we're heat, ready to get into uh, our topic. That's happening. We're going to talk about our yeah brothers and tech topic today. I'm excited. So, uh, Brian, today we're going to talk about two uh, new apps, two new applications. And the reason we're going to focus on these two is that each of these applications have just come out recently, and we've had our chance to work, get our hands on them and experiment with them a little bit. They are applications that are trying to do something new, taking a new approach to a very um, standard and expected uh, mm -hmm. task that we perform on our computers. Okay, One of them is web browsing. We're going to talk about a new web browser, which is not something you hear every day. You know, it used to no. be years ago, there was a new web browser coming out all the time. And then they just kind of fell away and were left with Chrome, Safari, and what, Microsoft Edge. And that might be about it. Yeah. Fire, Firefox. But, Firefox yeah. is still floating mm -hmm. out there, sure. But you yep. don't really hear a lot about new, new, uh, new browsers. Well, we do have one we're going to talk about in a minute. And we're also going to talk about a new app that is going to try to do something a little new with messaging uh, across different messaging platforms. I'm kind of excited to talk about that app in a little bit. So we are going to talk about those two apps, apps that are doing some interesting things, trying to uh, not necessarily revolutionize, but just try to move that whole computing action forward maybe a few steps and do some innovative things along the way. So yeah, that'd be a good conversation to get into both of these and let's do a little show and tell and talk about our experiences with them and see if it might be something that be helpful for anybody else out there. Yep. Yep. We Good. once, once again, we have thrown ourselves on the sword and jumped into these apps for the, the listeners benefit, yeah. right? We're going to so do we're it doing first this for you, for you guys. guys. That yep. way, if the app really stinks and just, you know, 
corrupt your computer system or not that. We'll know about it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it does something screwy with your air conditioning system, I don't know how it would do that, but I mean, it could, it could mess yep. that up. We're the ones to, to take that on first. And we are know. helping with your deferred accountability. So you're welcome. So you're Brian, welcome. let's talk about the first of these two apps and it is a browser, a web browser. Um, <clears throat> and it's called Arc. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Arc and Brian, I can either bring up my window or if you want to bring up your window, you tell me whichever. Uh, uh, let's see. Why don't um, hmm. why don't why don't I bring up mine? Okay. And since I've been using it a little bit longer than you have, and then yeah, you can jump in if you've got some other things you want to you want to do. Sure um, so I'm going to bring up. Let's see. Hmm. Oh, there we go. This is there we go. This is, this is good. This is good stuff, Brian. So, <laughs> here we go. all right. Okay, we, we have it. Nice. Yeah, and interesting. I just uh, just noticed this, Alan. The as I was sharing the screen through our our system here, it it believes that this is a Chrome browser. You know, it says that it's Chrome. Which, yes. So first and foremost, this is a you know this is a spinoff of Chrome, or you should say it uses the Chrome infrastructure, right? So, if you is a Chromium, Alan, is that the name that Chromium yes. is kind of the underpinnings? Yeah, it does. And I was going to mention that same thing is that it did it did pick up on all of the Chrome it thinking it's a Chrome browser. So yes, yep. it is yep. uh, in that family for sure. So one of the things I'll mention about that, that maybe is a good thing. Uh, I'm personally not a big fan of Chrome myself. Uh, I haven't used Chrome much when I do it's, it's, you know, podcasts like this that we're doing where, uh, it requires Chrome. Uh, what I will say is that if you are someone who's a Chrome user, then all of your sites are going to look the same. They're all going to work the same because it is does have that under uh, underlying structure to it. Uh, and um, and Arc itself to me is has been fairly solid so far, and ter- yeah. just like Chrome is. I mean, Chrome usually works on every site that I send it to. Uh, I just get. A little frustrated with Chrome because I think it it can be a, a memory hog sometimes. But sure. so let me let me first of all uh, kind of just give a, a brief overview. You're looking at a web page right now, or you're not actually looking at a website, but you're looking at a new window of the Arc um, the Arc browser. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you'll notice right away that is totally different than any other uh, web browser that's out there is that it's using the left side of the screen mm-hmm. as your navigation and your your tabs rather than the top of your screen. So all right. of a sudden it, it really took a new a new turn, right? It's something so that just so everybody's kind of clear again, this is a you know a web browser that you'd use for surfing the web, going to websites and so forth. And instead of across the top where you would normally see your bookmarks in a menu, you would see your, your web address. You know, a lot of them have the little the little strip where you can now put your favorites up there and have drop downs inside those favorite menu folders. All of that's on your left-hand side now. So right. pros and cons on that, Brian. Is that that something you're, you're yeah. what do you, what do you Well, think? yeah. So when it when it initially came out, no, I wasn't that thrilled about it because I'm so used to looking at the top um, to be able to see the web address, to be able to to navigate things. And then I started I started realizing, Alan, a lot of that stuff at the top is stuff that I don't need to see all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm a big keystroke person. So I navigate websites and things without touching the mouse if I can, right? So if I want to go to a new location, I'll do command L and start typing that new location. Or if I want a new tab, it's command T and all of those things. So what I started noticing is that, yes, it's got 
these things on the left over here that are like bookmarks and current tabs, all of that together, uh, which is the one part I would say, if you try ARC out, you need to be patient and understand how tabs are a little different than bookmarks and when things are pinned and they're not pinned, you're not really know what's open and what's not open. That's where that's I part's am. a little hard. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's a little is, tricky. Honestly, that is a, been a little bit of a learning stumble for me. So I'm glad you brought that right. up. That's, yep. That is something that's tripping me up a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, uh, as you can see right now, there are, there are three links over here on the left. I have a YouTube TV link. Uh, I have a, uh, there's a, an article that I pinned uh, just to, to put something else up there. And then I have a, what's called features, which is a uh, arc actually puts out this webpage that says, here's the features that you can get to. So it's a, it's a page for art. But these are these are up on the top up here because they are things that I think I have. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think I have pinned them, mm -hmm. meaning that I've used them and that they are in place to be able to use more often. But they're not necessarily all the things that are open, right? So let's just kind of start it normally. I open up a browser, and I want to I want to go to a new site. So let's just say I want to go to ESPN. All right. So I'm going to do my normal Command L, which I would normally do. And you can see what's different here is that normally on a web web page, Safari, Firefox, Chrome, when you do Command L, it's saying location. You're saying, I want to go to a new location. And it highlights the web address. And you can just start typing in the web address, right? Well, you'll, if you're watching on the, the video here, you'll see that it came up with a kind of a floating window above that says, you know, you can either enter in a, a website now. So if I wanted to enter in ESPN, I could do that, ESPN, and it's, it fills it out just like just like normal browsers do at this point in time. Or I could pick from a list here of things, either the search, search is providing me a list, or if I back that out again, it's providing a list of things that I've been to recently. So it's saying, you know, here's what you've been doing recently. Do would you want to, you want to type in something new? So I'm going to type in ESPN, I'm going to click enter. And just like any other web browser, there it is, right? Comes up fairly snappy. Um, and it has the ESPN, obviously, that app, which includes lots of different things, is coming up pretty cleanly, uh, looks good, uh, everything's uh, everything's okay. Now, you'll notice that when I pulled up that website, on the left over here, it puts ESPN as a tab underneath the, the divider line. So everything above the divider line is things that I have pinned and says I, I always want those there. Everything below the divider line are going to be new windows that I have that I haven't pinned yet, right? So I just visit something. So uh, if I wanted to visit something else, I would maybe say I want to do a new tab. You know, I've got my command T and let's say I want to do something else like, uh, I don't know, Alan, uh, USA Today. Mm -hmm. Right. You'll notice that now there's another open tab. So what you can see, if, you, if you're used to the idea of tabs, think of the underneath the line as being these are the tabs that are open. And I can click back and forth through them. Mm -hmm. And what's kind of nice is that you're, you're seeing an inverted thing here. Normally, you see a tab at the top and you click which yep. tab is open. Uh, but the image itself is filling up the entire screen, what is left, uh, which is really nice. I think it looks clean. It looks really nice. Um, well, and I'll tell you what, Brian, the reason I'm a big fan of the sidebar menu structure, A, I mean, when you're on a uh, iPad in landscape mode, it does exactly this. It puts the, uh, on Safari, 
it puts it on the left-hand side. There's a reason for it because monitors are more landscape than they are portrait size. So you're actually eating up real estate whenever you have everything across the top. You're losing top to bottom amount of content you can see. By putting things off to the side, you are maximizing your full height right. of the yep. page. It's actually a better layout for viewing a page in general. Yeah. I think the browser looks so much better having it on the sidebar. It's really, so I, really I like how it looks a lot. Well, and I'll tell you the other really nice part about it um, is you can easily hide the sidebar. So oh, I'm yeah. using mm-hmm. the the uh, command S, mm-hmm. hide the sidebar. And once you so the beauty is the way the way I like uh, arc is that if you learn the the keystrokes, this can be a really, really great, clean experience, right? Mm-hmm. So I was just looking at the keystrokes, the keystrokes of what is it? Option command up and down. Let's see. Switch me between my tabs. Goes between your tabs. So of course, now if I don't have that sidebar up, and I know that I have like five tabs open, I can just click through them yep. and go and get to the next one, which is really nice. nice. So I can also pull yep. the sidebar back up and get to my my regulars and all of that. So, mm-hmm. so in that case, I don't think you're losing anything. Uh, I think what you're losing, what you might consider losing, is initially thinking, well, where I'm looking for things, they're not there. You have to look to the left and you have to get an understanding of the open tabs versus the favorite tabs and, you know, how they are. Well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. There's actually three or four different ways to kind of view different content on your sidebar. So right now you showed the tabs, which are the open windows that you have that you could tab between just like tabs you would have in a standard browser across the top. You've got your pinned tabs, which are almost like your bookmarks at the top. Right. Correct. The top of the the left, you know, list here. Right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then you have another box. You have four icons up there across the top. Yep. Those are almost like uh, that's what they're calling their like true favorites. Like those are those are the favorites put up there, yep. and they become icons up there. You drag a tab that you want to keep up there in that top little uh, button bar, and it turns it into an icon, and you can have a grid of those icons to yeah. choose from. Yeah. Okay? So, and Alan, and I don't know if you played with that much, but the reason that that's different or what I'm recognizing, the reason that's different one, I mean, all your, all of your pinned links are still going to be there, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're going to be there regardless. So there's really no difference between pins and favorites until you recognize that favorites can actually do some interesting things, right? So I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but so I have one of my favorites up here is the, uh, my Google calendar. Oh yeah, if, and if you see Google Calendar and I highlight over it, all of a sudden now just having my mouse over it shows me my upcoming events. Like right? a it shows me my calendar. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is really cool. Over on the left, I have what is this uh, Figma, right? Which is a an image kind of an image sharing software, and you can see that it automatically provides me with the tabs within Figma, right? So it has mm-hmm. projects within Figma. Um, I don't think Jira and OneNote are doing anything interesting at this point. It's going to depend on the website, kind of being able to be something that would generate some little pop-up content right. for you. Right. Yeah. Now, I just realized it it also can do that on the pins, right? Because mm-hmm. this is the features pin, which shows up multiple things here from Notion is what they're using as kind of their back end to be able to share information. But so anyway, I think there's lots of creative things you can do with that, right? If you have things that are favorites that are dynamic, that you're visiting a lot, that have kind of subtext to them, where just being able to highlight or uh, 
put your mouse up there. You can get some drop down things. I think that's super slick, right? That's super slick. So, making advantage yeah, I agree. of things. Brian, have you played around with spaces on this yet? Yeah. <clears throat> so let me let me play with spaces real quick here. I've got two spaces set up. Uh, so spaces for people is is kind of like. You know, do I do I want different? Do I want a workspace? Do I want a home space? Do I want a personal space? Meaning, it when could I pull be it different, up, different uh, tabs or different bookmarks you have, or different right. favorites you have set up, yep. depending on what you're looking to do. You may have a leisure uh, space that's just a bunch of fun bookmarks and things you would play around with in your free time, and then you could have a work one, which is all work related right. projects or, or or tabs. So yeah, okay, yeah. So if you see here on this left side. Right. If I take my two finger on the trackpad and swipe, I can go back to now my work. This is my workspace. And these are all my university login things that I know I have to use all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I decide I want to go to one of those, then I click that up. But at any point in time, I want to switch back to my personal space. And what I love about that is it also does the background yeah. Right. You can have a different background. So, you know, just by looking over there, oh, that's my I personal that's website or web browser. And you can have multiple windows up. You can have a personal yeah. window and a and a work window up. And you can see the background of each so you know which one's which. But yeah. uh, pretty slick. Yeah. You can do uh, you can do the swipe with the mouse or the cursor or you can there are buttons along the bottom of the window that on the sidebar that yeah, will toggle. There you them. go. You can assign a yep. different icon to each one. So if you're a visual person and you just want to see the icons, you can do that. But you can have multiple spaces set up and be able to toggle between those different spaces. So that's different views of a web browser, kind of more customized to different environments or things you want to work in. Yeah. Now that's even more different than, I mean, this thing gets pretty deep as far as the customization goes. You can even add profiles to the mix. And profiles right. is something that Chrome does where if you have multiple Google accounts, you can have in Google Chrome, you can have it change your Google account and it will change um, your saved passwords. It will change mm -hmm. like your identity between different set different accounts you have. Well, you can actually do the same in Arc and that's even different than just spaces. You can have different profiles, which are kind of like your saved cookies and bookmarks and history and all that for things you've done. So it's like a different person almost logging yeah. into Arc browser, which is kind and of, and that's, nice that's the way you should think about it. Right. Yeah. Think about it. Like if you're in a home where you're, you and your spouse, both use the same computer, you both have an individual profile and then you both have spaces within your profile to yeah. where you can do your work. And I think it's, it's I think it's brilliant. It's yeah. I love it. I think it's, it's brilliant. Uh, yeah. So you could have multiple users log basically accessing their profile on this browser and inside each profile you can have multiple spaces for that person to customize their view based on what environment they're working in or what they want to see the customization's yeah. crazy and it's just it is taking me a little bit to kind of get used to the bookmark versus favorites versus pinned versus profiles that whole just understanding the hierarchy of everything but I love how customizable it is so far. Yeah. Um, let's see. So that's kind of, in terms of using it as a web browser, I found that those are the things you have to figure out first, right? You have to figure out like what's a tab, what's a favorite, and how do you navigate between them? Once you get that, you can simply use Arc as a regular browser. And I have not found any downside to using it as a regular okay. browser so far doing it that way. 
what what I think makes Arc really interesting is when it starts going even further and starts bringing in lots of these really cool extension opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. The ability to be able to work together on some. So if if I was a web designer, I think this would be a fantastic web browser to use. Um, Alan, have you used some of the uh, kind of editing where you can edit some uh, some content yep. from uh, websites and pull and make a shared note and easels and all that so sort of stuff. Played around a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah. I know there's the little sidebar and I think, I think we ought to dig into the sidebar, the little pop-up sidebar that comes up down in the bottom left corner. Yep. Um, Cause that's where you're going to find several of those functions come up. Oh um, no. So you're, yeah. You're not talking about this. So this, this is one thing that's kind of nice too. I wanted to mention really quickly. I find myself actually, when I use web browsers, I'll find myself a lot of times wanting to go back to things in my history and say, mm -hmm. oh, I visited that earlier today, but obviously it's not part of my bookmarks or whatever. Um, what ARC does is kind of creates these libraries. It's like, these are the things that you've done recently. So you can, you can still have these archive of web pages that you've gone to and things that you've downloaded and all of that that you can get to. And that's for me down on the bottom left, it just kind of a little pop-up mm -hmm. uh, where I can go back to an earlier page. Um, yeah. Do you have uh, something else you want to pull up before yeah, I get actually, into if you, click, if you click that little button in the bottom left. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I was going to refer to okay, got these, it. these tabs here. So what you were seeing there is the media, like in that first box up there, this is a little pop-out slide tray you get. That you can go to and if you go to media uh liz you better make sure the media is okay for us to show brian because i, I uh, luckily we're good with that. yeah okay. i i went i went after it really quickly there and it's <laughs> luckily it's okay <laughs> good. Well, make sure we're all clear you yeah never know with web browsing anything can be there yep. no telling. Uh, the media tab will show you recent images you've downloaded or other media files you've downloaded the downloads is just like a download manager off of a browser showing you files you've downloaded uh, recently as well. But then you get down to some of these things Brian was talking about. They're kind of neat. Yeah. Easels and notes. So Brian, from what I can tell, and I haven't really played around with the easels or notes much, but I'm understanding is it's basically you can, anytime you're on a web page, you could just choose to write a note and it becomes like a little, is the note attached to that website basically? Or is yeah, it so, access anytime? Yeah, there's some interesting pieces here. I haven't played enough with it yet to really feel great about it. But um, what you can do is you can take segments of web pages and put them into notes, right? So a note could be just a like a whiteboard in which okay. you are dropping lots of things, putting notes in, sharing it with you. So I could share with you a note yeah. in which I'm dropping really cool ideas from web pages and just go in and very cl easily clicking and sharing those. Um, and then I can add typed content and all of that. So why don't, why don't we do that, Alan? Why don't we do one of these together? Because I think that okay. would be a very useful uh, experience. So if I said, now you're not going to see this, I'm doing the plus down at the bottom here, and I'm going to say, um, what I'm going to, I'm going to do first, there's a bunch of ways you could do this, but, uh, if I go to the new easel, so they call it easels. Mm -hmm. So if I say I want a new easel, you'll see this becomes like a whiteboard Yeah. where I can say, you know, uh, brothers and tech, uh, notes, right. And then, uh, from that, you'll see that at the bottom, just like any other notes thing, you could, you could add images, 
Um, mm -hmm. You can add more text here if you want to start something else and be able to draw and say, this is what I'm working on, right? So this is a this is the note. I could easily share it with you. Yep. So you can see that pop up. I can say anyone can edit. And I'm going to share it to you, Alan. You're not seeing the pop up here, but it's going in messages. Mm -hmm. And, oh, okay, Alan. All right, so I just shared it to you in messages, which means you, and I haven't, we haven't done this yet, but it should allow you then to pull up that same easel in ARC. And you and I can maybe edit this together. So see if it came up in your messages or you're using. Yeah. Well, that could come, could be because of our next, <laughs> our next app that we're talking about. I don't yeah, know. It's actually, it's not coming there. through actually hurts my demo in about five minutes. We were going to do mm. so, uh, We'll see about that. Um, hmm. Okay. Oh, well, actually, no, sorry. It's probably on my end because it's over here spinning, spinning and saying that it's oh, not able to send. Like you did hit the return button, right? So I mean, I want to make I sure did, I I did. But I'm going to go send it in our, our next app just to see if it goes faster. Oh, it just oh, went. Go. So you should Look see it. There. Look at there. Now, if I open it up. So what I get is because I've still got Safari set as my default browser, uh, it has pulled it up in Safari. But that's okay because I can still see this exact same note. So you can okay. see it probably can't edit it, right? I cannot edit it. Now, if I were to but go if you it in copy art, it. which I'm going to do yeah. right now, I yep. should be able to edit it. Um, so let me bring it into arc. And if it bring, comes in as a, as a URL. So basically if I go and do a new tab and I put in that URL, now I am actually seeing yeah. the, live Look at the bottom right down there. We can actually see yeah. you're in there. Yeah. That's really there cool. I am. So if I go in here, I can change that. This is gibberish. <laughs> and I can move it out of the way and you see what I'm doing there. Perfect. So we so this is very much like the Freeform app that Apple yes. released as a standalone product. However, this is built into a browser, which, all right, Bryce, so tell me again, okay. why do you think this, yeah. why is this built into a web browser? Okay, all right, so let's let's get to the other part, which can allow us to see why that might be the case. So I'm going to go back now to, this is USA Today, uh, just something that has tons of content on it, yeah. right? And now instead of an easel, I'm going to go and tell it, what am I going to do? Um, I'm going to tell it, it's, it's, they call it Boost. And you say you're going to do a new boost, right? Now, really interesting. You're not seeing the pop-up window that I have, but I have a little formatting window that pops up. And a couple of things that can happen here. One, I can click on the size button, and you'll see what happens. It can change the size of the, the, the font, right? I can also change the case, which is kind of interesting. You see it changed the upper to lower case of all the content on the web browser, right? I can also change the font style, and changing all sorts of different font styles to be able to edit yeah. what's going on there. And again, where are you doing this? You did this as a boost. So I went and pulled a pulled a web page up and then said, I want to, down the plus sign at the bottom left, oh, I, see. I said, I want a new boost. And boost just means kind of, I want to change this web. I want to upgrade this web page. I tell you what I'm going to do, Brian. Can I, um, you want to show yours? Gonna, can I share my window? Because I want people to see sure. this. I, I think this is, this is great. Um, or maybe share the, can you share the screen? Yeah, because yeah, I can't see the, the whole screen. Yeah, bring the whole screen up. Here we yeah. go. So this is okay. my, uh, this is what I've got on Arc pulled up. Go. 
as you can see, this is the window Brian's talking about. So when you yeah. create a boost, Brian, you are now basically, what is it? You've, you've told the web browser to kind of create a cached version of this page that now you can adjust and modify? Well, and I don't know if it's really cached or it's it's allowing you to change all the things in which that web page HTML is telling it to do, right? So it's basically your browser saying, oh, really? You want black text? I'm going to now, you know, change that to a different color text or something. So it's ah, incredibly see, look, cool. We can make the Apple website papayas, which I think is just uh, <laughs> a crime against humanity, but there it is. It's right. got it. Yep. So it's great. And what, is, what does uh, that mean, Alan? What is that? I, can, I can't remember what that does. Um, okay. Zap may change it, right? What does it say? Click elements to zap them. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So with each of those, right, it's now, it now allows you to highlight different portions of the page, yeah. <clears throat> which, by the way, you're going to be able to do anyway. Um, if, let's see, where can I, I don't understand that? what I'm doing right now. <laughs> well, okay. So what I think what it is, is, is you are, you're able to tweak different elements here. So when you say zap, click on it and then you see where it says zap this. Yeah. So you clicked on something. All right. And what did that do? Oh, it gets rid of it. That's what it is. Oh, you can get I rid you can get rid of certain pieces. Basically what you're doing is you're creating a new view of what you want to see. Like if you were designing a new web page, you'd say, "Oh, I want it to be just like Apple's, but I want to get rid of these things and I want it to look with this font." And then you can share it with me. And then I should be able to see your version of this page to be able to, well, to really look, tinker with it. it. Just in the two minutes I was playing with this, I've made an infinitely much better version of the Apple.com. <laughs> How you look at this between <laughs> color scheme and fonts and like, I think I nailed it. It's beautiful. Apple, yeah, it's beautiful. It You're, You're welcome. Besides, <laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay, now I want you to do something else for me, all right? So um, go up to, and I don't know if we can see it, right, but if you go up to where the web address is, apple.com. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, over there. Okay. And instead of clicking on it, um, you to the right of it, when you're up there and highlighting, actually kind of mm -hmm. slide over there. You, I think you, I don't know if you clicked or if it's dropping down or not, but Move your mouse a little to the right. Get it out of there. Okay, click. Yeah, so now you see those two things that highlight over there. The yeah. far right one, click on that. Mm -hmm. And what that does is now that gives you the opportunity to do some cool things with this page. One of them, which I love, is where you say capture portion of the page. It's that third icon at the top. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, yep. So go ahead and do that. And now go and point to any part of the web page that you want to capture, like a you know part parts you want to copy, and okay. just yep, copy it. And then you can um, let's see, you should be able to save. Maybe just copy it, just copy it, mm -hmm. and then go to the easel that you and I are working on together. Oh, where's that easel? Hold That's on. a good question. It should be, yep. oh, Brothers of Tech Notes. You should see it somewhere, unless you deleted yourself from it. Hold on, I'll get to it. Uh, hold tight, I'll get this. 
And then just paste it in there. Oh, shoot. Yeah, wrong way. Yeah. Well, that's, so that I goes to show you. So you can paste the link and it gives you kind of versions of that. But yeah. You can also go now back to your, back to the page that you were playing with. Right. Yeah, I've confused myself here. So. Well, I think once you start playing on a page and boost it and all of that, I think it becomes its own easel, right? So there at the very bottom, new note down at the bottom, I think you already have it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you can start to copy different chunks of web pages. You can tweak it and say, hey, listen, I think we ought to do this. And we, you change the font for it and say, this is what I think it ought to look like. Um, wow. I don't know. If I was designing things, I mean, given the web is like the greatest, you know, uh, uh, the greatest uh, place for you to go and, and look for content. I mean, that would be where I go and clip lots of different things, pull them in, make mm -hmm. different notes to share with one another. As you see on the top there, Alan did copy in a note, which is a link. Yeah. You I'd be mm -hmm. copying a link up there, which I should be able to get to. I wonder yeah. if I can get into that now. So if I go in. There's something you can click on as a link. I can click on it as a link, um, which is interesting. It actually pulls a window in front of my window of doing the exact yeah. same thing since it's oh. a link to the link, right? Um, yeah. Well, so anyway, all of this yeah. is happening within the browser, and then the browser yeah. allows sharing, which is incredibly cool to me that the browser allows So there's shared notes, notes you can take throughout the web, any website you're, you're browsing. You can take notes and share those notes with another person. Yep. You can also- called easels, yep. You can create an easel. You have it notes and you have easels, right? Easels are like your whiteboards. Notes are just text-based notes, or is there, or is it the same thing? Uh, no, they're they're different. Yeah, you're right. There's notes and there's easels. Easels drawing notes is is my ideas, right? Yeah. That I'm kind of listing out ideas. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think what what Arc is trying to do, what I'm getting a sense that Arc's trying to do is make it so that you don't have to leave the browser too often. Yeah. It's like where you and I create notes all the time. We share via Apple Notes. Why mm -hmm. not share via a web page, given that that's maybe where we're spending a lot of time doing, you know, work and all of that, right? It's getting you this within a, one application. Yeah. Uh, to be this able to is a more. pretty crazy paradigm shift for web browsing. I mean, I, I just the minute I started digging into the notes and easels, it was just, okay, this is, this is a whole whole different mix for a web browser. I, that's right. I like it. I see the value. I'm going to have to train my brain to start using it. Um, <laughs> right. Right. That's the thing I'm I'm having to get get around. But you know, all those boosts that you created, like there's my one I did of Apple. So it's actually stored over here in your boost section. I can go back and pull it up and see my beautiful version of the Apple website that I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's great. The spaces, you know, that's we already talked about spaces, but here on the sidebar, you can go in and actually customize your spaces a little more finitely there if you want to. Um, so all that's in this little side extra bar that you can just close back up and you're back to a standard kind of web browser. Salen, so, you just you just showed it there for a second. But can you can you tell me what um, what are your thoughts of 
So when you're, let's say you're looking at ESPN right now yeah. and you click on another web page, uh, just go to click anything else. Uh, sure. And, you know, now, of course, you went to, I think you went to a, maybe a favorite and it may be a little different. So if you went ESPN and then do maybe a Mac Rumors or something and then now go ESPN. I know that there's a certain way in which they go layers on top of each other, right? You just you just showed one a minute ago where you had to X off kind of the floating window in front of the window. And I'm not sure yeah, I don't know where that when comes. it does that. I don't sure. I'll tell you the one that. thing I was playing around with. Have you done this yet? Where uh you can take it and drag it in. Oh, and do the split screen. And then keep adding. <laughs> so I think Super you can actually get four. That's pretty slick. Hold on. I've used the split. I didn't realize you could go beyond two. Yeah, I think you can go. Oh, see, I think I opened up a whole nother window now, too. Well, yeah, so and there's your combination of tabs over here in the bottom. So uh-huh. there was my tab set up where I had those three. And then <laughs> if I go and do a fourth one. Let's try one more. Yep. I know you can do four. I remember. Yeah, there you go. There's four. <laughs> So four web pages you can pull out and drop side by side and scroll each one independently and view it. Yeah. That is pretty crazy. That is pretty one wild. Other, one other thing I'll, I'll point out, um, if you have a, when a, a video yeah. playing mm-hmm. and then you start playing it, I'm just going to turn that sound down. And then I go to my notes. You're not seeing it right now, but there is a, yep, there it is. There's yeah, my little window and uh, picture and picture that pops up. Of the media, if you have a piece of media, sound or video playing in a tab and you go to another tab, that picture in picture will pop up and you can actually watch it independently or close it off or, or grow it from there. Which again, little little things that, you know, some of the browsers will do something, but just how easy it was yeah. to just do it here was yeah. great. So uh, It's one of the things I've loved about Firefox. <clears throat> They've yeah. been doing that for a while that you could... <clears throat> have that video pulled out. Um, yeah. But this allows you to do that as a default, you know, and it just says, right. if there's a video playing, go ahead and pull it out. Um, this is yeah, a, some really, really slick stuff. It is. This is a, a fun app. It's one I'm kind of looking forward to playing around with more, which is kind of crazy to say for a web browser, but it's, it's true. There's enough here to kind of keep my interest for a while. Um, the key for me is going to be, there are a few websites I use where I have to use Google Chrome to get to. There's some that actually perform better on Safari. My question is going to be, where's Arc going to fall on those? Yeah. Um, is this a well, problem? For one, I'd be really surprised if the Google Chrome doesn't I don't work think that's gonna exactly be the same. Yeah. yeah, the Safari ones, potentially. I'd really like to see how universal this browser becomes. Can it satisfy all the needs I've got in one browser? Right are these collaborative tools that are built into the browser really something that people are going to catch on and use or, or not? That's, that's going to be yep. time will tell on that. Yep. Um, but I love the look of it. It's just, it's, it seems quick. Of course, every new browser that comes out seems right. really fast and then it gets added more and more bloat over time. So we'll see if that's the case here or not, but yep. um, I have uh, not done a, I've not done a test to see what kind of, load it's putting on the computer, right? Because I know that when you click between your browsers, especially the ones that are open, right? Like on yours, Alan, the, all of your thing below the line, if you kind of click between those, you know, your brothers in tech notes, your Apple, your whatever, 
it uh, it's very snappy to go between them, which makes me think that it's working all of them at the same time, right? It's going to continue to pull for each one, which mm. could be a problem. But I know there's a lot yeah. of people that have, yeah. you know, tons of browser windows open all the time or tons of tabs open. So I don't think it's much different than that. Yeah. So I think that's I did great. also hop in. I was trying to find out, you know, we have one password is a service and tool I know we use to fill in our passwords on a website. And I did make sure the extension for one password was yep. integrated here. It works. Yep. It took me a while to figure out where to go to kind of see, but it's up here in the little three dots, like in the far right corner of the browser windows where you can add splits within the page, but you also have the extensions right there. So that's where your one password or any other extension you want mm, to bring up yep, yep. comes up there. Not the most intuitive place. I wouldn't have quite picked it up if I hadn't really been exploring right. for it, but um, I know it has to go somewhere. So I was just figuring, trying to figure out where it was. Yeah. Yeah. That is the arc browser. So um, it is. Can I get one, one real, yep. one sure. big negative of the okay. browser at this point? I don't know if you've tried the, the iOS version. Oh no. The, oh, so the iOS version is beautiful. I mean, it's, it's great. You can flip through it. gets a little funky navigation. Like if you're on a page, you swipe down to get rid of that page and go to another one and everything, but your, your spaces are there. Everything's good. <clears throat> uh, Apple does not recognize it as a web browser. So you can't make it your default. Oh, that's a big, big uh, concern right now. Yeah. Okay. So right now yep. for me, Safari is still my default on iOS, yeah. even though Arc is my default on Mac OS. Yeah. And Arc is on my my um, my iPhone. It's on the main page. So I'm going to it to use my browsers. Because Alan, one of the things that I don't know if you saw, but if I pull up something on Arc on my phone, it shows up in my tabs with a little phone mm -hmm. next to it. So nice. I know I can do that just like Safari does that you can kind of pull over. Um, so it's well, work slick. It's just, you can't make it your default. Browser. Hopefully that's just a, that's a temporary thing. I hope, I hope so. Um, I hope so. What Brian's yeah. referring to is inside both the Mac. This has been in just some recent versions of the Mac operating system. They've allowed you to do this where you can go into the system preferences and choose what your default browser is. And what a default browser means is when you click on a link, like in an email or in a text message, what browser does it open up by default? That is your default browser, and you set that default browser in the system. But if it's not seeing Arc as in the iOS version, the mobile version, if it's not seeing that as a web browser, it's not going to give you that option. So if you click on any link on an email or text on your iPhone, it's going to pop it up in whatever default browser you have, which will not be Arc. Um, for people who like me, if I plan to use this on both, I'm going to use it on both Mac and iOS because I don't like having two different browsers to keep up with for bookmarks or anything else, but I need to make sure that that, that is the default browser on iOS. So that could be a little bit of an issue short term. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Arc's popular enough, I mean, there's no, I can't understand the rationale of why Apple wouldn't allow it to be a browser yeah browser well there's something if you go to the art page they will say we are we are not a browser i mean they'll actually even say like we're not a browser we're a whatever multi whatever and so mm -hmm. therefore we're not seen as a browser so right now you can't be a default that sort of thing so i think there's some categorization something that it does that you know certainly apple is not suggesting is uh <laughs> kosher uh -huh. um 
I do not like that. So they yeah. need to, yeah. they need to fix that because yeah. I'm not happy about that. Well, right. yeah, it's it's a good it's a good experience it, for for anybody who's interested. I don't think it's something that would be frustrating to you. I think that yeah. if you're a Chrome user, everything you go to is going to work. Uh, you may not want to switch over like I did. I switched over and made it my default after about a day because I just loved the look of it and I wanted to force myself to to learn it. Um, but yeah, definitely something cool to to check out. So I hope you'll give it a run. So we just spent about 45 minutes talking about <laughs> a new web browser, which is kind of crazy, but it is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty interesting, uh, interesting app. So definitely one we'll keep playing with and working with, and I'm sure we'll be doing a little follow-up in the weeks to come on how it's going using it. And has this remained our default one or not as we go forward? Um, and you can, and you can go over your app in the next six minutes, right? I have like four and a half, five minutes. Cause I mean, okay, perfect. the closing and perfect. all the things in there. So that should be enough time. I can do this. <laughs> uh, we always run long. So let me, let me jump into our other uh, app that we wanted to showcase. And it is a app called beeper. Okay. And beeper is a new chat app. Um, it is truly for chat, your iMessages and other types of chat we're going to talk about. So what makes Beeper a little different than your typical your typical chat uh, application? Well, let me bring up the actual window and I'll show you what we've got. So this is Beeper. Beeper looks a little bit, when you first glance at it, it does look like a, it looks like a uh, kind of a typical uh, chat, chat message uh, application but there's a yeah, it looks a little bit like whatsapp maybe you know the yeah. kind of similar design mm -hmm. but the key is what you see over here on the left hand side you see beeper you see discord you see facebook messenger you see iMessage, you see instagram linkedin and twitter that is because it this is an app that connects to all of those messaging services any service that has a messaging component well most apps that do and you can connect your accounts on all of those and use Beeper as an all-in-one chat program. Okay. So, Brian, I'll tell you, let me give you a little case study for me. Um, people who, who try to message me a lot know a couple of things about me. One, I'm not very good at responding to messages in general. Okay. Agreed. Uh, there, right. Yeah, Two, can, if you message me on anything that. but iMessages, like iPhone messages or chat messages on the Mac or, or, or regular text messages, you definitely will not get me. I do not check Facebook Messenger hardly at all. I definitely don't go into LinkedIn messaging. Uh, I couldn't even tell you how to get to Instagram <laughs> messages. None of this. So... That's a problem because I mean, sure enough, once in a blue moon, I'll go into Facebook and actually see messages there. I'm like, oh man, I've had all these messages and some of them are actually ones I probably should have gotten or needed to respond to. But it's the problem of having to flip between different apps to do that or go into different services and keep that straight. So what Beeper does is when you first download Beeper and you start it up, it asks you what services you want to connect to that you have accounts with. It walks you through a setup process with each account. Some accounts are a little more complex to get connected. You have to have a code. You got to go in and change some preferences on your other app somewhere to do that. But once you get through this process, you now have one app that all of your messaging goes through. 
Okay. So if somebody sends me a message through Facebook Messenger, it will pop up just like any other text message here. I will see it. You know, these are all of my messages in one place. So I can see off to the right, it has a little icon to show me where that is originating from. All of these are iMessages. Let me see if I can get down to one. Um, there's one that's a Slack message. I do have it connected to Slack, Slack channel that I'm on. Hmm. Uh, there's, let's see, there's one that's an Instagram message right there. Uh, there's one that's a LinkedIn message. There's a Twitter message. LinkedIn, so-and-so, Discord even. Um, they're all in here. And basically, I can go in and I can respond to any of them just like any other text message in a chat app. So here I just got a message coming through uh, just asking, are we on for recording on Monday? Yes, sir. 6 p.m. Eastern time. And respond back just like a chat bot, just like a regular text message. The difference is I can also go to one of the ones in another service. Uh, let's see. Randall. Thanks, Randall. And now I've just Randy. responded to them on a LinkedIn message. Okay. The but I'm doing it way. all from one place here. And it all functions the same. It all works the same way, which is what I love. I don't care where these are coming from. I'm responding to them just like I would an inbox on my normal messages app. To me, this is huge. I'll tell you, Brian, when I first installed this and got it connected, yeah, there were a bunch of messages that popped up that were Facebook and uh, LinkedIn messages that I didn't have, I didn't see before, but they were all in one place. And I just went through and started responding to them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm now responding to all my messages in one place very, very easily, which I never could have done before. Now, there's a couple other cool things about this I want to point out. Um, let's see here. What was I going to show? Oh, so it gives you your own encrypted chat box, which is kind of weird, but at the very top, you see that note to self. They give you a, your own little chat area, what you can use to store notes and images, or other things inside your chat app. So that's just available to you, but it's something, if you have some things that you typically will pull into some of your chat messages and you want to just have them in one place in your own private chat, you've got it. And any other app you're you're logged into on Beeper, like iOS app, you have access to that same private chat as well. Yeah. So just imagine if there's like an image that you know you're going to be mm -hmm. sending to a lot of different people and you don't want to keep dragging it from your desktop or, or copying it from another place. Put it in the private chat and then you just copy and paste it from there while you're in the app and not have to worry about it, which is kind of nice. Well, let's 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 not pretend like we all haven't done that before <laughs> to, to that? text ourselves a note oh, yeah. right, and say, right. yeah, like I just need to remember this, right. Or yes, I need this exactly. image and I want to make sure I have it. Yep. That's right. So that's what it's doing, but there. it's allowing it to be within your same, mm -hmm. your same world, but not on your text string. Right. That's right. That you particularly that's do great. It. Um, if I go over here and actually click on any of the, the actual services, I can see just the messages from that yeah. service, which kind of makes sense. You expect that to be the case there. Right. Super. Um, the blue highlight is basically an indication that you have not read it yet. Just like an unread message, just like a good chat box. You can go back and change something to say, make it unread. And it will keep that blue highlight to it. If I do that for this one, mark it as unread. Then it shows up with a little blue icon for it. LinkedIn. Let me know that that's an unread message for me. Um, 
I start a new chat just right here from the right hand side. I can start a new chat. I can type in the people's names. I mean, it's got access to my contacts. It's got access to all my names. I can pull those in. I can start a new group chat or I can just search for different people to send a message to. Um, oh, there was a couple of things I was going to mention on the settings itself. Um, yeah, so they have a thing called uh, different rooms where you can kind of create like your own your own chat room that you could actually invite people to be a part of as well. Like you have the option of creating a new room. Hmm. They give you a few, like there is a beeper community that if I wanted to join that community, it creates it as another chat opportunity on my sidebar. And I can go in and actually I, I'm in a group chat with other people in that beeper community, for example, and I can go and ask questions or they can respond to me and it just feeds it into my inbox, just like any other message coming in. But if I want to go so, to my own new room, I could yeah, do that that's invite awesome. people to it. So if you created a room for Brothers in Tech, mm-hmm. and we told people that if they listen to this podcast, they could go and join the Brothers in Tech, you can make it, I'm assuming you can make it a public. Yep. yep. You can make it public. Nice. Yeah. And then, then it would show up as something if someone went to do a search and said, I want to join a room. They see Brothers in Tech, they click to join. Um, then they can, their chats come into the, uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, discussion, right? That's right. It's fantastic. I love it. So some little things like that, that are really nice. There was something else that was, uh, I was going to mention, you can bookmark different yep. chats. So, you know, if you have some chats, you just want to kind of highlight and keep in a special space, you can bookmark them, you can archive them and still have them stored, but just not taking up room in your inbox. And, and Alan, something I know you, things. yeah, yeah. Something I know you haven't done yet, but I know you're going to do. If you'll right-click on my name and then favorite it. Actually, I was going to showcase the low-priority box. (laughs) I can actually take it and make it low-priority, which means, Mm, you know what? Don't don't worry about notifying me about this. I don't need to really remember it too much. So, Or mute it. When I get enough time. I could do either one of those. Yeah, with that. But people that are iMessage fans, if you do the favorite, I do love how it puts my icon up at the very top and yeah. makes it one of just like iMessage does, where you have your favorites that join to the very top up there, and you can always right get there. a click on them. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, I love that. So. so I just, uh, I am very, very happy with this so far. Um, okay, give me your. You've got to have some things that pop out as being not great. Okay, well, look, and 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 this is no this is no knock on the developers or anything. This is a fairly new app. It's a very um there's been a lot of updates. And actually, if I go in, there is a beeper discussion channel that you're automatically subscribed to when you when you start this up. And on the beep, beeper updates, they've already been like even today, if you look at the messages. Facebook yeah. and Instagram connections are currently down. Sorry about that. We'll post the all clear when things are working again. And we're back, you know, like uh, about an hour and a half later. Mm-hmm. All I'm trying to say with this is it is it's still a very much a app that's kind of finishing development. They're still working out some kinks and bugs. Yeah. You do get automatically looped into these beeper updates. And in the three or four days I've been using it, there have been quite a few number of updates and patches and things they've been announcing. So look, it is still is still under development. That's one thing about it. 
Two, the other thing I'll mention is that right now it's free. It yeah. is a free app. However, I think I it's going to become to a paid app. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to become a paid app. Um, because I even think we know, Brian, when we had our discussion about uh, Missive, the email client I use, and the goal that we had for it to actually be able to bring in Twitter messages into Missive, we were actually told by the developer <laughs> that, well, the reason we can is because there's a huge fee you have to pay to tap into the Twitter API yeah. Yeah. that we have to pass along. Well, uh, right now they're tapping into Twitter here with with this, this uh, Beeper app. So there's got to be a fee involved at some point. I haven't seen it. Yeah. My my assumption is going to be is that they're going to make everybody really love this app, and then it's going to be okay. Well, by the way, now it's going to be X number of dollars per month to use it. So I just want to tell everybody, fair warning. Yeah, it's free right now. You do have to have an invite. You do have to get a code right. as of today, whether or not they open it up to the whole public here soon or not. But um, if you're interested in trying out beeper and you're listening to this podcast you can certainly drop us a note we'll give you an email address here in a minute and how to do that and i'll be happy to send you a referral code on that you could use yeah to try it out um and, and just on that note alan people may not people not may not know why they do that why certain apps do the invite only or they only hand out a certain number of of accounts yeah. right just realize that this is because it's new and if they allowed everybody to come in it would get overloaded they wouldn't be able to support it. They wouldn't be able to handle all the issues. And they know that if you've got invited, if you got an invite, you also know I need to be aware this is still somewhat beta. I'm not it's yeah. it's not beta, but it is kind of beta, right? It's like they're saying well, we're we're ramping up, right? And we want you to be patient, but we also want you to use it and give us feedback. So they would rather have, you know, ten thousand people come in, bang on it, and let them find all the bugs than to have you know, 500,000 people come in all of a sudden and right. have some issues to deal with. So, yeah. Yeah. When they, when I, when I signed up, when I tried to sign yeah. up, it said you're, you're number 18,405 in line. Do you have a referral code? And you gave me a referral. So I was able to get in, but so there's, there's people waiting to try it. Uh, now, is it all inclusive? No. And I'm hoping it continued to expand. I mean, you and I use Asana quite a bit. I would love for Asana to become part of this where you can see messages from that. Uh, I'd love Teams to be part of this, Microsoft Teams. I would love for, um, uh, let's see, what other areas do I tend to use with messages? Um, that may be, maybe it right now. What's WhatsApp, yeah. WhatsApp, messages, messenger, you know, well, yes, WhatsApp, Twitter. I have I have LinkedIn. I have LinkedIn on there already. I have LinkedIn, Messenger, and um, messages and WhatsApp. Those are the yeah. four things that I have on there right now because the only think, four things that support that missing, I use. Yeah. For me, the only one that's missing is Asana. Asana um, would be great. That would yeah. be awesome. Um, yep. But uh, outside of that, I don't use Teams for any kind of messaging, but it would be nice, I'm sure, to have that in there. I'm shocked that Twitter's there. I'm shocked that uh, both Instagram and Facebook. Um, I'm shocked that Slack is integrated into it. Um, so all of those, I was really surprised about when they rolled this out. I, I honestly yeah. thought this was just going to be iMessages and Facebook Messenger um, and WhatsApp. That was the ones I kind of expected when I heard about this. All the other services that are available now are pretty pretty good, pretty impressive and almost comprehensive with everybody. So 
I right now, Brian, this app has now taken over the messages app spot on my iPhone home screen. Yeah. I'm confident enough with it to do that. And I've also removed from my overall chat, my overall icon screens on my phone, the Facebook Messenger app. And um, there was one other I removed. But regardless, I'm all for anytime an app can allow me to remove other apps from my phone or, or computer. Yeah. I'm very happy about that. So, uh, so far, so good. Yeah. And uh, people are probably wondering if you click on an iMessage, you do have the ability to like something. You do have the ability oh, yeah. to to do things just like you do before. You know, you're not going to get, you're not going to get um, emojis and things like no, that. And you're but not if you just want to communicate. And right. Fireworks and little uh, confetti falling, little effects there, you're not. So look, if you're really into Do you those, see them, Alan? Do you see them? I, I don't know. Nobody ever sends me one like that, so I don't know. Well, let me let me send you one while we're while you're talking. Go ahead and you keep talking, and I'll okay. I'll send you something. But you do have everything else. You have all the little uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, other ones you can use, the basic ones you need. Um, let's see if I go look at settings. Um, yeah, you're sending me something. I am. All right. So it says PAL. Yeah, that's and that's it. Yeah. So effects are not going to come through, um, which is which is okay by me. Perfectly okay by me. Yeah. I am okay. But you, I'm assuming you yeah, do you see. Do some of the cool little features you got in messages. But look, I'll trade that any day of the week for uniform messaging across all platforms so that to me is a huge deal so what about notices though of someone that does like your message so scroll up a little bit did you see anything just now when i liked a previous message that you said yes yeah, sorry uh you're hopping on now so yep. you yeah so I've that's gotten, one issue i've gotten messages where people say see like there i saw a reaction on one mm that somebody posted. So I don't know why the one from you didn't show up. Oh, well, let's try it again. Well, look, yeah, and you, didn't uh, show up. when I gave you a referral there, that there you go. There it shows the show yep. up reaction. Yeah. So you okay. do get those reactions, which is fine. So, yeah, no. And I think that's important because if that's the way people communicate, they need to know that they're yeah. not going to lose that. Um, sure. I think that's big. Uh, oh, and I did love the fact that you could schedule things to be sent later. Oh, yeah. That was great. Yeah, I thought that was a great addition. Yeah, let me um, uh, see about work test message. And then, yeah, there's the little uh, clock symbol. I could say choose a time to send it. So if you really want a text message to show up for somebody at a certain time or you don't want to send it too early, you can schedule it out there for sure. Yep. Yeah, a couple little really nice things. It's got, you know, you can do your little... Uh, animated gifs you know you can still search and find those out you need to hmm. okay you got some of those that. you can yep. play with um typical emojis you get your standard emojis the me emojis that you know i message yeah yeah you're not gonna be able to tap into those but again all fine sending files just like you could i mean that i've been pretty impressed well, so Let's try to let's try to summarize this, Alan. So why would someone do this? If you are someone that has multiple ways in which you communicate with people and you don't mind 
those being in the same mindset. And I think that's for me, right? It's like when I communicate with someone on Messenger, I am still sending them the exact same information I would send them if they text me. Yep. I don't think about them differently. I don't think about one being like, oh, I do things informally here and I do things formally. No, I send them. They're just messaging yeah. ways of communicating. And so exactly. for me, if I message you on LinkedIn and that's where I know you from, you're still getting a message or slash email. Now, do do I wish this would also tie into email? Of course, that's our dream, right? You and I both talked about our dream as a mm-hmm. app that had emails and texts all coming into saying, this is what's most recent. How do you yeah. want to respond to it? I would love that. I would love that. But- yeah, I think that's a, and there's a, that's a whole nother conver- topic of conversation if that, if that ever comes around, because I do think yeah. even though you were just saying, and I agree with you, how I respond to a text message on my, on, on messages versus a Facebook message versus a Slack message. Yes. It's all going to be the same for me. So I love having it in one place. Yeah. I will say messages or chat messages versus emails. I do treat differently. So I'm all for them being in one place, but I do think they need to be handled different way in that one place. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have the same. And I'm, and I'm okay with handled them okay, okay. different ways. So like if I, if I clicked on something that came from email, I would want a signature added to it, right? Like yeah. I have with an email, right. right? But that seems like that's incredibly doable. It should be a pretty easy apps. way to have an app and say, here's all the connected uh, chat networks yep. you're a part of. And you can like organize those chats and we can, you have an option. Do you want a unified inbox with all your chats and your emails in one place? Yeah. When you respond all your communications, to an email, it's going right? to be in an email format. Uh, when you create yeah. a new one, you have a button. Do you create a new email or are you creating a new chat? And then you type in the people and you send it to yep. them. Yep. Yeah. I, I think I, it's I think doable. There. I think there's something there. This is right now, Brian, between Missive and Beeper, my my communication uh, my communication apps right now, I'm very happy with the two I've got. Could yeah. they be even better if they were together? Sure. But right now I'm pretty happy with what we've got here. And we're seeing in this. Um, so yeah, that is beeper. Uh, I'm a fan so far. Granted, I am four days in. So this is one of those I think in probably two, three weeks. Yes. Do you want to do a revisit on? Because I am kind of forced myself to use this as my default chat app right now. Yeah. And so far it hasn't let me down. It has been really solid. The mobile version is just as functional as the desktop. Everything stays completely in sync. It's been really, really solid. Um, well, I think that's a good point. I mean, you're four days in and, you know, it took you six days to screw up your AC unit. So I right. think give it another couple of days to see if you really mess this thing up. To right. see this get messed up for sure. Right. right. But this is where I am and I'm uh, I'm really happy. So that's Beeper. If you go to, I, I think the website is. It's Beeper.com. Is, is it Beeper.com, right? It is. Yes. Beeper.com. You can go in and try to get started if you want to try this out, but you are going to get thrown into a wait list. Again, uh, here in a minute, we'll be giving our contact information with email address. Uh, I know with all the listeners we've got, Brian, it may be a deluge of people that come in asking for a code that I'm offering to give one to. Um, I'm willing to take that risk with our large audience and uh, parse through all of the emails we're going to get in the next 24 hours and figure out how I'm going to send those invite codes to everybody. But if somebody is listening and does want one, we're going to make sure you have a way to get that because I'd love for other people to try this app out and use it. So no, that's great. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. That is deeper. Deep, Let me go see, ahead. this to me is what I get excited about. I get excited about things that we have gotten so ingrained in doing in one way for someone to come and actually rethink something and reinvent it. And that's why you and I got excited about Spark email for a long time. And then you got mm-hmm. excited about Missive. And email is something that people don't think about could be done better because it's a standard thing. But um, well. This is, to me, this is to me more exciting than Missive was. Missive, look, Missive, I'm still loving as an email client. It doesn't do, Missive did not do anything unique or It special. just did everything. It just did it everything just you wanted. to do all yeah. of the things I need an email firm to do. Right. This, Beeper, and then Arc even, are doing things that are moving the platforms further and adding right. more capabilities. And again, if I can remove other apps from my ecosystem and just focus on one that's a win for me um just letting us reinvent the way we think about messaging or on the arc browser the way we think about web browsing those are the things that are exciting so that's i truly do get excited but having both of those kind of hit in the last week have been really fun so i yep. tend to keep playing with both of those a lot so super cool yeah yeah all right, Brian. Well, that's the two apps we want to kind of explore. We went a little long. Shock. <laughs> surprise, <before>. surprise. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we do get excited talking about these new apps and, and new opportunities here. Brian, if anybody's listening, though, and either they've tried out the Arc web browser and they want to comment on that, or they're interested in trying out Beeper, but they'd like for us yeah. to give them a referral code, how can somebody reach out to us and talk to us about either of these apps? Yeah, send us an email at info at themesh.tv, I-N-F-O at themesh.tv. Yep. And uh, yes, we'd be happy to, to share with you uh, an invite for Beeper if you're interested. Um, but I strongly advise or urge people to give ARC a try. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I think the more people that get involved in it, the more it can develop. They seem to be super excited about putting new features in. So uh, yeah, let's get them some props. So. And, and just to reiterate, ARC is free. Yes, uh, I, I don't see it, it'll be a paid model. I mean, web browsers are typically not. May, maybe, maybe with with some of the back end things, shareable things. But certainly, I don't I don't expect the browser itself alone to be paid. No, be, the browser will be a free ver- even if there's a yeah. pro version. Yes. Of the app that does have some money that has yeah. all those collaborative tools and functions in the background. Um, and what was the website for for Arc? Arc dot arc.net net right. yep let me just put that arc.net yep. that is the website for the arc browser arc.net and then beeper was beeper.com correct okay yep. great all awesome. right well listen thanks everybody for checking us out and sticking around and watching or listening this week we will be back next week with some more either tech news discussions of Uh, apps or programs or platforms or wherever we decide to go next week. That's what we will do. And uh, Brian, as, as I've been recording, luckily the room has cooled down in here a little bit. It's turned night, you know, things are a little, little cooler here. So it's gone down like four degrees while I've been talking. Nice. Feeling a little better, but our AC is still not working. So uh, the glistening on your head has become slightly less obvious. So yeah, very nice. All right. (laughs) Good. Well, I'll go and uh, plan for a nice, comfortable night of, of sleeping. So looking forward <laughs> to that. All right, everybody. All right, Thanks so much for uh, watching and listening. We will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.